happened. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Lee Barrison with the Be Better Podcast, and today is episode number 15. And uh, first off, I just want to thank everybody out there for joining our podcast, subscribing to our podcast, giving us those five-star reviews. It's much appreciated. As you guys know, uh, we don't do this for money. We don't do this to raise funds. Uh, there is no uh, uh, money involved, but we are very intentional behind this podcast. And there's one reason only why we do this podcast. And that reason is to be very intentional behind providing massive value to those listeners out there that are either in business, business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople, commission-based salespeople, anybody out there that runs a business and wants to improve their life and be better in all areas of their life, including being a better parent, a better spouse, a better husband, a better wife, a better agent, a better negotiator, anybody who wants to be better spiritually sound, you know, a better contributor, business person, I don't care what it is, but if you want to be better, finances, wealth, this is the podcast for you. So for all of you guys that have subscribed, for all of you guys that are avid listeners to this uh, to this podcast, I want to thank you first and foremost uh, for uh, being loyal and sticking with us and you know giving us those ratings. But more importantly, if you know somebody out there that is like you, a like-minded person that wants to become better in business and you know listen to more people that are in business trying to grow then do them a favor and invite them to this podcast as we'd love to have them as a, as a listener. So with that being said, and with no further ado, <laughs> this is podcast number 15, and I have the one and the only Kenny Davis. Kenny, say hi, my man. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Be Better Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny got a real good kick out of this right now because we actually started this podcast without pressing the play button. Yes. The record <laughs> button. So he's kind of busting up on it, right? <laughs> yes. I had to hold the hold the laughs in definitely. Yeah. <laughs> For the well, listeners hey, right <laughs> this is this is a work in progress, my man. So yes. Hey, so yeah, we all we all uh, make mistakes around here. But we all we're being better people. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're being better. So first off, Kenny, uh, you're twenty four years old. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, born and raised in Bakersfield, or yes, born and raised Bakersfield, California. Okay. Paris Davis, or Kenneth Davis, are my parents. Yep. Okay. Shout out to Paris and Kenneth Davis. I yes. work with your mom yes. at Coldwell Banker. Yes. She's a real estate agent. <laughs> so, what's up, Paris? How are you? Right. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, it, it, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, like you said, I'm from Bakersfield, mm-hmm. born and raised. Um, I. Uh, have a big sports background so my dad he went to Gonzaga and played basketball okay and so when I was younger I actually wanted to play basketball but you know I was you didn't have the height exactly for the listeners who are are just listening I'm not the tallest one you know but I could jump pretty high and I actually ultimately decided just let's play football okay Um, and so from that played football went to Liberty High School and then got a scholarship went out to Iowa and unfortunately I got hurt but Went there and graduated from CSUB. Yeah. Okay, so you went to college. It's, yes. Call, play college ball. Yes. Got hurt. Tore my hamstring eight times. Ouch. Okay, good. Eight concussions and eight hamstring tears. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so never mind. So concussions <laughs> and hamstrings. <laughs> yeah, so um, evidently playing football wasn't a thing for you, but you, you managed yes. to graduate from Cal State. Yes. And um, tell everybody out there what you do now. So I um I'm an agent aspirant um, with State Farm. So okay. it's a it's an internship kind of type mm-hmm. of deal for 18 months, and after that you open your own agency. So 
Okay, perfect. So, you, did you get into the business to be an agency owner? Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, went got into the uh, the business. It's funny how it actually happened. They uh, the the recruiter was actually looking to recruit my my dad, oh. and I was like, hey, I just graduated from college. You know, like I could use a starting starting out job, and it's pretty much how it, really how it happened. So, okay, and you've been yeah. there for eighteen months. You said, or you're going no, on eighteen months? I'm going on nine and a half months yeah oh, okay got Definitely. it got it yeah. so so the program that you're in and by the way you if you want to give a plug out to uh johnny williamson state farm yes johnny williamson state yes. farm and you can yes. find uh the one and only kenny davis down there and he'll 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 provide great service for you guys but with that being said so you've been with him or you've been with this agency for nine and a half months yes and the goal is to complete an 18 uh month yeah. uh, apprenticeship <clears throat> basically right essentially yeah Okay, and then so once you complete eighteen months with Johnny Wilkinson, then William, Williamson. Williamson, I yes. apologize, Johnny Williamson. Williamson <laughs> once you complete your eighteen month uh, uh, trial or in, yes. an internship with Johnny Williamson, then you uh, State Farms grants you the privilege to open up your own agency. Yeah, so there's different ways that you can do it, right? So you can open it from scratch. You just start being an agent and you know pass all your licenses and yeah and become an agent but the, the reason why i decided to go that route was i was actually going to learn something mm. it gives me 18 months to learn the business behind it because there's a lot of ins and outs that you don't really know sure yeah and you have to kind of go through the process yeah and i'd rather go through the process like learning it from someone who's already done it than having to learn on a more expensive dime right so right. that's essentially kind of why i decided to go that route two different Totally makes sense. Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense. So, so you did this because you wanted to learn, so you don't screw up in the process once you get your own agency. I am definitely a person who learns by obedience rather than sacrifice. I totally, I love it. Dude. You know what? I'm the same way, Kenny. Yeah. Um, I've I've been in real estate for 18 years. Really, and I've had a real estate coach for almost 18 years. Really, yes. I I I, I seriously, and I'm being dead serious about this, but I cannot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot perform without having a coach definitely i'm such a firm believer in everyone needs a coach for everything that they do oh yeah yeah well so like i was telling you we're gonna get into that but crossfitting mm-hmm. um i was actually i was a coach you know so yeah. i was a person who was instructing other people but then so i was like well who's instructing me you know what i mean yeah and so if you take that same approach to life i think it's it's perfect life coaches you know business coaches all of those i'm such a firm believer in them definitely. i love it bro um, so, so tell me more about that like let's go deeper on that so into crossfitting or uh, no just let's talk like about coaching. coaching first like sure so yeah. what, what's so important to you about having a coach first off i think that this one of my buddies told me this he says birds of a feather flock together right uh-huh. so if you're around people who are like-minded like you obviously you're gonna bounce good ideas off of, them, of right? course so this is a entrepreneurship podcast right so it's not what you want to do everyone's listening so you listen to all these things and you learn more things and then it gives you a different perspective I feel like and sometimes people may be better than you and sometimes maybe not as good as you but like I said it's just a different perspective that they're they're able to to give you yeah which ultimately that you can use in your playbook so you can use a football example I can watch somebody do a move and I go oh that's a cool move and then I just take the move you know he could show me how to do it and boom now I look like this really good dude but it's just a whole bunch of different you know, pieces that I've pieced together from other people. Yeah. I so that's it. why I think coaching is, is such a necessity. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. So, so like, for instance, I guess from what I hear you say is that, you know, uh, we can't do this alone totally. and in order to grow and in order to get better or be better, should I say, then, I was gonna say plug your podcast, uh, then, then you should have somebody that's going to pour into you Definitely. and give you those nuggets. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So like, for instance, you know, when I think about this guys, I think about like, um, Bill Belichick 
Definitely. Right? Definitely. Probably, you know, the GOAT of all coaches, I, I would imagine. You know. Arguable. Yeah, arguable. that's arguable. Bear, Bear Bryant, I mean, yeah. you have uh, Les Miles, all these like good college coaches. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, uh, but I guess you're saying, yeah. you know, a lot of championships, but he also has the GOAT of a quarterback, too. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I don't know too many other quarterbacks that <laughs> yeah. have uh, won more Super Bowls than him. And it looks like you're, you're disagreeing with me. You're not, obviously not a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> no, I love Tom Brady, but yeah. I just. So, uh, you know, but with that being said, Kenny, I mean, you know, it's, it, it, he still has a coach. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and uh, because Bill Belichick sees what he can't see in the game. So he's watching exactly. from like a bird's eye view and he sees the big picture while Tom Brady just applies or he, he he applies what he's been coached and taught exactly on the field right so Definitely. that's good man um so so here you are you um you're 24 but let's back up and let's talk more about that crossfit stuff so you you mentioned something about <coughs> crossfit what, yeah. what made you get into it and tell me more about that so what made me get into crossfitting that's funny so I after it one day dude I, I'll, <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest with you i tried it one day and i, I was done <laughs> I couldn't walk for like three days. <laughs> that's, that's the general consensus, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what actually got me into crossfitting? So I think I moved back like May sometime after I had gotten hurt from from football. And I was yeah. like, well, I need to find something else to do. You know, I'm, I think I was 20 years old at the time. And I was like, uh, <laughs> what's there to what do? do? You know, like, I'm still, I feel like I can still run fast. I'm just, I got hurt. And so, you know, and, and, collegiate sports they look at you kind of as uh damaged goods when you get hurt mm. it's kind of sad so i said you know i i want to learn why what happened you know to my hamstrings you know i want to fix that problem so i actually got introduced to to crossfit and they're they're oh yeah let's go work out and blah 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 and i was like i'll just i'll go watch one day so i went and watched and i actually hated it i was like this is you guys are crazy it was loud music and it yeah. made my head hurt i was like can we please turn the music down this is so bad so I uh, I came. I didn't come back for like two weeks because I was like, that was stupid. You guys are like crazy a little bit, you know. And everybody's like, oh, my back hurts and blah blah blah. And so from that, I actually was introduced to it from this girl named Caitlin, and she's she's just helping me with my hamstrings. She was telling me about all this stuff, and then from that, it was oh, let's try this. And then she showed me one thing, and I was actually pretty good at it. And she was like, oh, you you might be pretty good. And then from that, it just snowballed into. Crossfit. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, so the gal that was working on your hamstrings that you yeah. ripped or tore eight yes. different times yes. was the one that introduced you to CrossFit. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So she introduced, she introduced me to it. And then from introducing to me or introducing me to it, I uh, just naturally picked it up. And then mm -hmm. from that, it was like, well, I want to learn more about it. And when I was in school, I was learning about the human body. Mm -hmm. So it was, it played perfect. Right. So from that, I started coaching and then started training and the rest was history, right? Wow. Very cool. So, so uh, you got into CrossFit. You took a good liking to it. Yes. And then you you basically put everything you had into it at one point, right? Yeah. So it's funny that you say that. So I actually started, I opened up my own company. I said I got pretty good at it. And people go, well, you know, you go to school for, you know, learning about the body and you're coaching. So why don't you uh, think about coaching? So I, I started a small boot camp. And that's actually where the entrepreneur part of me kind of started to grow. I said, you know, like, that's actually a good idea. So boot camp went from being eight people and I think six of them were family members um, to I think I the, at its peak was like 30 people per class. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, dude. definitely. Wow. So you had 30 clients 
In your boot camp? I, at my height, I'd probably say I had around, yeah, about 35. Good for you, man. Yeah, definitely. So so how long did you uh, how long did you run that class? How long were you coaching people on uh, CrossFit? So let's clarify something. I don't like the word CrossFit. I like functional fitness. So functional func- fitness. Functional fitness. I, I believe that is, okay. that's the future of, and that's kind of where CrossFit wants to go, right? So they want to teach functional fitness, right? So first thing you think is, what is that functional movement? It's movement that you do every day. Mm. So I want to make your everyday life effortless. Mm. I want you to sit down. I want you to stand up. I want you to play with your kids and your back not hurt. So that's ultimately kind of where I started and that's my approach to it. Um, To answer your question on how, like, you know, how that all happened, like I said, it just fell fell into place. And then, like I said, the rest was kind of history. Very cool. From that. Very cool, man. So, so tell us more about your insurance. So, so basically, what in the world caused you to get into insurance? <laughs> Everybody and their mom does insurance. Um, what got me into it? So, I was going to be a doctor, actually. Funny okay. story. And okay. I went on the visit, did everything I was supposed to do. And what kind of doctor did you want to be? I wanted to be a chiropractor, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. So I went. I was. I was kind of set on it too. Yeah. And they showed me the bill, <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars to become a chiropractor. Yeah. Okay. And then that—that that was just school, and that wasn't the cost of living. That wasn't factored in. That was factored in if you passed every single class, mm. which that doesn't ever happen. You don't pass every single class. Hundred percent A's all the time. So I said, you know, I could take that same two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars and go invest it in something. Um, that, in my opinion, in the long run, may actually benefit me more, and so. From that, like I said, I had graduated school and kind of was like, I didn't really know what to do. So they had introduced my dad to the idea of opening up State Farm. And so the first thing I said was, there's no way I would ever go into insurance, just straight insurance, right? So because people get such a bad rap about it. But the beautiful part about State Farm is that we don't just do insurance. We do financial services as well. Mm. So we do car loans. We do um, you guys do IRS, home loans. We do home loans. Yeah. We do a whole bunch of different stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of crazy, like the amount of stuff that we do. So that's what what drew me to it. I was like, wow, there's so much more potential to grow than just saying, hey, do you, who insures your car, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, that's that was the biggest drawing factor to me of State Farm. I was like, wow, there's so much room to grow in such a good company in my my opinion, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, but you know, everybody and their mom started getting into the mortgage business. I don't know if you paid attention, but like Costco does loans now. Yeah, everyone. Um, I think Amazon's talking about coming out with home loan division. <laughs> Just you get a loan, um, you get a loan. You yeah, get a man. Loan. You know, so there's a lot yeah. of folks out there that are trying to get into that into that umbrella. But yeah, I, I know a little bit about State Farms. How basically, like you said, you know, they, they do financial planning, they do uh, life insurance too, life insurance, life insurance. So they're not just insurance, right? Yeah. Per se. So, so let's fast forward a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. So in two to three years from now, where do I if, see myself? Yeah, if Kenny could shut his eyes <laughs> and imagine exactly where he'd be in at, at the age of twenty-seven. By the way, guys, twenty-seven, right? All right. So, <clears throat> where would where would Kenny be at? Church. <laughs> okay, he'd be at church. <laughs> let's start with that one. I can appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I'd like to say five years, but three years from now, um, sitting in my own office, my own agency, definitely. Uh-huh. That would be, that's a goal that I, I've set. Um, and uh, with that being said, having at least three or four employees that I'm employing. Okay. Um, and then from that, you know, just grinding and, and uh, building my agency ultimately. Now, so would I could you see be myself. under the umbrella with uh, uh, 
your protege right now or would it be nope i'd be all on my own got it okay definitely very cool so so you'd be on your own now would you i'm, I'm assuming that you probably want to do the same thing with your agents right that come on board you want to create leaders out of them as well oh definitely coach and, them up right and coach them up right <laughs> Definitely. So, um, so what's important about growing that business in your eyes? What's the, what do you mean important? By well, you know, like, you know, in three, three years, you know, okay. you, you said you'd like to have three or four employees and sure. have your own company and so on and so forth sitting in your yeah. own office. You said exactly. Yeah. So what, like, what is important to you about that? What's important about becoming that, that business owner in your eyes? Um, there's a whole lot of things, right? So I'm 24, so I'm a millennial mm. setting a good example. Um, and showing that things don't just happen like that. I love that. That's the biggest thing. That's and then um, being able to help support like a family. Obviously, I don't have a wife or kids or anything like that. But setting myself up financially to be able to to support um, a family. And I've always had dreams and visions of being able to support other people. And I think that employing other people is a wonderful way of doing that. Because oh. if I'm successful, then obviously my employees are successful and I'm only going to be as good as my team. Yeah. So if my team is good and my team is happy, then I'm happy. I so, love that, brother. Yeah. yeah. And you got such a great point, Kenny, you know, because I know when I hired my, my assistant uh, mm -hmm. seven years ago, I was so scared. <laughs> I really was, man. I, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, when I hired her, I, uh, all these thoughts went through my head, you know, that drunk monkey started talking to me, you know, you're not going to be able yeah. to afford her. She's not going to like you. She's not going to think you're busy enough. She's going to think you're stupid. She's going to, you yeah. know, uh, you're not going to be able to support her family, so on and so forth. And, uh, and it was really scary, you know what I mean? And so when I finally did hire her, I quickly realized that all those things that were going on in my head weren't true. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, going back to what you just said, um, it, I quickly realized how much joy how, or how good it felt or how good it feels to hire somebody yeah. to support them definitely. so they can support their kids. Definitely. You know, that's a good, really good feeling, man, because yeah. everybody out there needs a job. Exactly. You know, and everybody needs income to survive. And if you're creating jobs, I mean, that, you know, for God's sake, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there yeah. that need a job. Definitely. Right. And uh, so the, I think the true blessing that you just touched on is really providing, providing or opening up a door for people exactly. so they can provide for others, right? Exactly. I love that, bro. That's really good, man. So, so here we are, four employees deep, right? Yeah. So four employees deep, sitting in my own office. Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, Saturday is going out and golfing, you know, okay. trying to be better at that. Yeah. Um, and then I could definitely see. Um, are you good at golf? <laughs> it depends on who you ask. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I can, I won't slow you down. Okay. You know, I'm, my driving is kind of inconsistent, but at least I'd probably say 150 and in on money. Okay. So 150 in your money? 150 on money. So Part have you ever hired a there. golf coach? See, the thing is, I, we just talked about coaching, but golf is such a frustrating sport yes. that I would hate for someone to keep telling me <laughs> that you're wrong. So I'd rather just suck <laughs> than yeah. someone to be like, your backswing's back. This is wrong. This is wrong. You're too tight here. What are you doing? And you're just like, you know what? Let me just play. Yeah, Have yeah. fun. I'm already frustrated. <laughs> I need you to help me out. Exactly. Okay. Well, the reason why I ask, bro, is because I suck at golf too, and I get frustrated. Nice. I'd rather drive the cart than have to swing a Oh, uh, a definitely. So, but I got a couple good friends that are really good golfers, and they say, look, if you want to get good at golf quick, go hire a coach. So then I just, I just say, buy a new I'm not driver. Hire a coach, but I'm just not going to play anymore. <laughs> that, 
tattoo yeah. or just go buy newer clubs. <laughs> yeah. So I, every time I get a new club, I just get better for like three or four holes and then I suck again. Oh, okay. So the more clubs I get, you know, if I add another hole, all of a sudden I'm at 18 holes, you know, I love just it. keep buying new clubs. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, but, cool. So, so uh, you know, so you, you're gonna you're gonna have a good life in about tw- in three to five years. You're yes. gonna be living a good life. So let's talk more about millennials, right? Because man, that's an intriguing topic of conversation <laughs> let's nowadays. Let's do it, <laughs> right? So uh, millennials, you know, I work with a lot of them. I hire a lot of them, and yes. they're um, they're 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 good people. They really, really are. You know, uh, <laughs> millennials are. I think they're they're judged the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they grew up in a different time than non-millennials did. Sure. And we have to respect that. Sure. Um, but they actually have good work ethic, but there's a different way of manipulating them to do the work versus the old school guys. Sure. So what do you know about that? Like, um, geez, I, I mean, I could speak from my mm-hmm. perspective. <laughs> I'd rather sit in my room and do my work than to show up to an office every day. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I'd rather, you know, sit in a bigger setting where there's, I like how your office is set up, by the way, Thank you. where everyone's in there and you get to talk and you just, it's kind of more like a hangout. I'm still getting my stuff done, but yeah, I'm yeah. still kind of hanging out at the same time. Um, I'd say that that's, that's the environment that you exactly the environment that I, I, me personally, I would look for it more like, outgoing open and you know able to talk on the phone have the headsets walk around instead of people hiding behind closed doors all day oh no i can't do it yeah yeah i sit in the office for two hours and i'm like okay i gotta (laughs) gotta go market gotta go do something gotta go talk to people definitely yeah okay so 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 as a millennial 24 years 24 yes you you prefer an open environment you prefer to work from home versus at the office. Yeah. Um, what about technology? What do you what do you know? <clears throat> what do you know about technology? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tad. Um, yeah. See, so funny thing is, like, a lot of things are starting to go online, right? Everyone mm-hmm. goes to social media. Everyone does all the cool stuff. So it's so ironic, right? I actually would rather prefer to come in and talk to you, as opposed to doing everything over the phone. Oh, why is that? Cause it's just, it's the, you know, it's like, I'm Human here, connection. I can touch you, you know, yeah. like I, I couldn't touch you. Sorry. But, um, being able to sit here and see like, okay, this person who's doing whatever for me is actually, you know, <laughs> a person, you know what I mean? Sure, instead of a robot. Exactly. And yeah. I don't have to type five different numbers for something to come up. Although I think social media is like wonderful, but I think it's kind of like reversed in a way where. At the end of the deal, I'd rather see you and meet you and come in and go, okay, cool, I met the dude, and then leave. Like a, sh- a handshake. Pretty much, yeah. It's important, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I like that, dude. And, you know, it was something about social media, Kenny, that um, that I've become to realize uh, for myself, just, I guess, maybe from a third party looking in, mm-hmm. is that uh, millennials... portray how do i say this i don't want to offend anybody i'll say it because what are they gonna get mad at me yeah. <laughs> uh i think definitely everybody every blah, blah, everybody makes it seem like they're so glamorous mm. and they're not thank you at the end of the day yeah definitely totally everyone's everyone does it yeah. to a certain extent well you got these kids man that are standing you know in front of a lamborghini in front of a lambo yeah sitting there taking a picture 
saying, buy my product for $1,000 a month and you'll become totally, a millionaire. Totally. And they live with their mom and dad. Definitely. And they don't even own the Lambo. Yeah. They rented definitely. it. Or definitely. it was parked in the driveway or, you know, at a, at a store or whatever. Yeah. But they they just look for such a quick buck. Yeah. And how do you, you know, use a millennial again? Like, how do you... Because I think it's from instant gratification for so long, right? You got, sure, yeah. You got Google, you got YouTube, you got yeah, definitely all these places that can answer anything in a heartbeat. So how do you combat that as a millennial? How do you get back to the, to the basics of just putting in the work? That So I feel like I'm the one outlier, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm the person who's sitting here going through a process for 18 months. Johnny gets to hear it every day where I'm like, I can't wait to have my agency. I can't wait to have my agency, right? Yeah. But <laughs> when you sit down and you actually go through some of the stuff, you're like, holy crap, like... There is a lot of stuff that I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? And going back to full circle, you need a coach, right? You need a mentor. You need someone that you can talk to about Agreed, it. Agreed, yeah. But I think that, like you just said, too, when I was younger, if I needed something, I just went to, well, it was Yahoo, definitely, at the time. But mm-hmm. now it's Google. I can just Google something and it's it's here, you know? And I've always just been preached because of sports that, you know, you're not going to be a starter day one. You're no. not going to know every play day one. But by the end of the season, you'll you'll know a lot more than what you did at the beginning. And so to kind of answer that, I think how to combat that is um, you have to just go through the process. Basically, at the end of the day, you have to get hired. You have to, you know, take a what do they call it? A, a beating. Essentially, uh, that's a good word for it. Yeah. Take a beating for a second and then yeah. realize that, oh, yeah, when I'm 28, 29, like 30, 31 that's really when my snowball is starting to actually starting to go. Cause I feel like a lot of millennials, like, and I was kind of in that situation when I graduated from college, I graduated and I was like, all right, time to make a hundred thousand dollars. Like, yeah, I have a degree and everybody's like, so do I. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, and they're like, you could start from the ground and work your way up, which at first you're kind of like, well, I did all this work and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, that's just one chapter. And that chapter closes. Now you have to start a new chapter. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. That's what I totally think. I love that, dude. Yeah. That's how I would combat it. And well, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, because you, you, you at 24, I mean, bro, I mean, you're young. Yeah. You know, and, and so I, what I'm thinking, though, and I'm just, I'm, I'm being a gambling man right now. Yeah, but do it. But if, but if I was a gambling man, I would assume that you learned some of your work, work ethic from Kenny and Paris Davis. I don't even like them. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, my parents, uh, my situation was, I had like the best of both worlds, right? So I could call my dad and say, hey, dad, can I have this? And 99% of the time he'd say yes. Yeah. But then on the backside to that was I had to make sure a whole lot of other stuff was done before I got a yes, right? So the room had to be clean. Um, funny story. I had to, he's going to get a kick out of this when yeah, he hears yeah. it, but he made me make my bed every morning every single morning before I left. It's a good habit. It's the best habit ever, actually. So one day we were sitting in class and I'm gonna tag Miss Watson in this so she can hear it because she's gonna stamp approval of this. I was in class, this third period is about like 10.58 actually. And I go, I was like, I need to go. And she was like, what, what's wrong? And I was like, I'll be right back. I need to run home real fast. And she was like, why? I was like, I forgot to make my bed. I forgot to make my bed. And I <laughs> took off running and I remember this, ran home and thankfully my dad had left. I don't know where he was, but he didn't look at it. And I ran home and went and made my bed. But those are the little things that I was like trying to get to the point of was that if I asked for something, I was doing something on this end. Yeah. I was just, just getting something for nothing. A know? free handout. Yeah. yeah. And I had to have a 3.0 like all the way through like, Definitely. Good so I was always, they always made sure the school and no matter what I did was always 
up and up. Yeah, so. I, you know, Kenny, I, I honestly think, dude. I mean, it, it really comes down to the parents. If if Definitely. Uh, you're gonna I, offend people, but I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I'm not here to make people. This isn't a feel we're good. be better people. This isn't a everybody gets a trophy podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is the, yeah. this is the real deal. And so, you know, and and again, you know, there are a lot of parents out there that just give their kids anything and everything that they want because Definitely. they just want them to shut up and go away. Yeah. But yet, it's important to create that work ethic in today's society because once the, your kid turns 18 and they think that everything should be given to them, then the entitlement shows up, and then all of a Definitely. sudden. Nobody wants to hire them because nobody wants to hire somebody who isn't willing to put in the work and, and what Definitely. is required to be some you know be highly successful, not just successful, yeah. but you know the epitome of successful. And uh, you know, and and again, you know, uh, you know, I, I honestly think that millennials have a really good heart, but half of it comes down by the comes down to how they're raised. Sure, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And the devices that they played on when they were younger. Yeah, you know what definitely. I mean? We had Nintendo. I don't know if you remember that. But we <laughs> had Zelda. 60th. We had uh, Super Gal- Mario uh, Brothers. Galaxy you know? or Galaxy. Galaxy was a big uh, arcade game. But, Ms. Um, Pac-Man. Miss <laughs> Pac-Man. Yeah, man, you're taking me back. So, But yeah, I mean, you know, and so we didn't, I, I didn't grow up, you know, as a child or as a young adult, I had a cell phone. But again, you know, my dad was a carpenter. Um, he was a hard worker. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to go to the job sites with him every single day and really? spend the entire day with him uh, throughout my summers. I would, you know, or, or ride a bike. Sure, you right. Know, there's the same kids. It's called a bicycle, yeah. right? And you go outside it's and play really on it. Really you know? cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so funny that you say that. Doesn't right? come with a remote control, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I saw some kids playing outside, and I was like, so gonna go outside and go play with them. Nice at the apartment complex. I was like. Dude, they're outside playing. Like I wanted to go play with them so bad, and it, yeah. it threw me off because I was like, "There's." I saw it one time, and I was like, "I don't see it ever." And I'm like, no. "No kids get hurt, nothing." Like, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, and 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 again, you know, but like you know, as a young, a, a young child, I I did have to. I was raised by a hardworking father, and and that really helped me. I think you know, it instilled the work ethic into me, uh, to where. Uh, you know, now my objective with my position, Kenny, is to try to teach millennials that, that same work ethic yeah. in a matter of months. And it's just not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But I could see that. But if you but let me let me let's back up and talk to the talk to the audience for a minute. Yes. So you as a millennial, you yeah. have a good work ethic. I, I see try. it. <laughs> you show it. Right. You have good energy. I can feel it. You're shaking. Right. Yeah. On, on this podcast. <laughs> but uh but tell everybody out there that is a millennial. Sure. That maybe wants instant gratification and isn't getting it for some odd reason. Maybe tell them why and tell them how to fix that. <clears throat> um, yeah, I can definitely tell you a whole lot of stories about that. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the times um, we set goals, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, uh, I hear you ask, what are you going to do in two years? What are you going to do in three years? So what I started doing is I said, let's make a week goal. Start on Sunday and say, all right, what's my goal this week? What do I, what do I want to do? <clears throat> and say, I was like, all right, I want to learn about property and casualty. So those people who don't know what that is, that is your fire and that is um, like your house. Okay. House insurance or homeowner's insurance or car insurance. And I want to learn as much as I can about that. So that's what I'm going to do for that week. I'm going to set a goal for that. And then what happens is that goal slowly starts next week and the next week and the next week. And then all of a sudden I know a whole bunch of stuff, right? Mm. And when that happens, I, I start to become smarter and I start to get a lot better. And so that way, whenever I'm presented with the opportunity, I'm going to be able to execute 
right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, it's like I when I played football, I would go out and I'd run a hundred routes every single day, like before I did anything or after. So it's the reps, exactly. Yeah. it's literally like I like to use a sports analogy because it's. I mean, it's TV. it's close. It's exactly it hits mm-hmm. home, close to home, and a lot of people understand it. So, anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, doing something over and over and over and over and over again. So that way when I'm presented the opportunity in the game, I'm not going to run the route a hundred times. I'm going to get to do it maybe once or twice. Right. So, but when that one or two times comes, I can execute it at the, it. at the highest level. So when it comes to instant gratification, right? Like I want something today. It's like, well, sorry, but it's not going to happen. Like at the end of the day, there's nothing more, nothing less to say, but no, unless your parents have billions of dollars just to give you, then, then no, you're not, it's just not going to happen. You have to just keep working and keep being persistent about it yeah. and keep running your routes every single day, um, per se, for football or keep shooting your shots or keep hitting the tennis ball every single day so that when you do get presented your opportunity, your instant gratification is in that, is in that opportunity, in my opinion, right? So if I have an opportunity to, to show my hard work and to show my work ethic, it's a, such a small window, Um in my, and that's just kind of like my opinion on just mm-hmm. making sure that you're doing a lot of the things behind the scenes that everyone doesn't want to show on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to show that small snippet that I can use a football example, right? I could show you the hold one. Hold up, hold up. I'm sorry, dude. Let me stop you for a second. You mean to tell me everything on Instagram isn't true? No, totally not. Oh. So like back to what I was saying, that's that one little piece, that moment yeah. that you had, right? Yeah. So it's like you hit a personal record on the back squat, but did you see the 500 squats that I did before that? No, uh, you didn't. I love You just this. saw that one little piece of the puzzle. But you don't realize how much time, exactly. work, and effort I put yeah. into doing that one little piece. Sure, yeah. So it's funny that you say that, right? So Instagram is just the, the highlight of the life. It's a highlight right? reel. It's literally what it is. Yeah. And everybody talks about it. They even talk about it on Instagram about, oh, I'm working behind the scenes and blah, 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 blah. But then when it's actually time to execute it, a lot of people haven't even done the work. Yes. So when you do get the opportunity, it's like, oh, well, that person didn't like me or this person didn't do that. Well, you weren't doing half the stuff you were supposed to be doing before behind the scenes Mm. to get to that point. Such a great point, dude. Such a great point. I mean, it's building blocks. It's not... Essentially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to you know, knock out a home run or, or, you know, a grand slam the first week of of work, whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? But, but it's so true. I mean, and it comes down to any skill type based business or, or entrepreneurship because of the fact that, you know, it's funny, but with the millennials, I also noticed that they, that word entrepreneur is so sexy and it's so annoying. And it, it, <laughs> it's it is, annoying. I, you know, it, it, they use this word, they kind of abuse it. And today I just put a post together, but uh, the word grind and hustle, they, these are also some sexy words, uh, yeah, words definitely. that people use, but they abuse them because yeah. they don't understand the true meaning of these words. You know, yeah. for instance, if you're grinding, what the hell are you doing on Facebook then? Posting about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You should be grinding right now, yeah. you know what I mean? But... Uh, Definitely. But yeah, yeah they, they just, uh, you know, that, that concept is a little bit, uh, uh, discon- or it's misconstrued, I guess yeah. is the best way to put it. You know Definitely. what I mean? All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. I, again, man, I really appreciate you joining us. Kenny. I think this is a nice little refresher. <laughs> it's having a refreshing, uh, 24 year old young man on the, on the scene here. Right. Um, <laughs> But before we before we close, uh, why don't you tell everybody out there on the Be Better podcast how to get a hold of you in case they're looking for an insurance or if they just Definitely. have questions in general about what you do or you know whatnot. Um, you could shoot me a call uh, at our office. Our office number is six six one. 
324-8700. That's Johnny Williamson State Farm. We're actually located literally across the parking lot from uh, Lee's place. Um, that's 915 17th Street. Or, you know, for the younger listeners who don't follow me, uh, my Instagram is uh, the T-H-E King Wow One, K-I-N-G-W-O-W and the number one. Um, and that's going to actually be connected to all of the different uh, Insta- social media platforms. So. Very cool. If you need anything insurance-wise, we're your people, State Farm, right? (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Big thanks to Kenny Davis for joining us on today's podcast. Uh, Again, and a a big thanks to all you guys for uh, listening to our podcast. Uh, It really does mean a lot to us knowing that that we do have some support out there, and thank you for showing all the love. Uh, If you guys uh, know anybody, again, that's interested in – uh, entrepreneurship, business uh, ownership, or is just wanting to improve themselves and become a better person, uh, feel free to uh, give them this podcast and make them listen to it like immediately. So with that being right said, now. yeah, right now. Uh, so with that being said, guys, I, I do appreciate it. I hope everybody out there has a great day and uh, we'll talk to you soon.